Welcome to the Upward Momentum Podcast, connecting people, purpose, and business. I'm your host, Matt Nelson. Welcome to episode one. Today, we're talking about unemployment, and I'm joined here with Elaine West. Hello, Elaine. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me here. No worries. Um, so, Elaine, why don't you, you you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and yeah, your background and all that. Well, um, I am a single parent. I have uh, three three children. I've had a long career at an organization and I was re- recently um, let go. So right now I am, um, you know, working through that process and looking for um, a new job, getting my resume up to date, um, attending a career transition yeah. uh, through uh, Higher Landing, which I'm really enjoying. I'm learning a lot about myself and what my values and my skills and, you know, what mm. I can bring to a, a potential employer. Awesome. So tell me, you know, it's, uh, is this your first time being unemployed? It is, yes. Okay. And uh, how 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 was that? Tell me a little bit about the experience. Well, I mean, once the uh, the initial shock, uh, you know, wore off, being at somewhere for as long as I was, it's like, well, now what can I do? Where do I go? Um, you know, how do I uh, move forward from from that? And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's I I have to say it was shocking, and I've never experienced unemployment. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know that the financial concerns, right? You know everything you experience. You know as soon as you're not working anymore, it's like, well, now what do I do? How do I pay my bills? How do I? And I think that the biggest thing too, once I got over the shock, was, you know, not having the um, ability to, you know, you connect with a team, to work with a team, to make a con- contribution. You know, that was one of the the bigger things that I missed as well. Okay, and what what have you found that sort of helped you get through all this? I think the biggest thing is, um, for me, what's really helped and to get me out of my um, my head and and worrying about all the you know all these issues that we were just talking about is, you know, is attending the higher landing is meeting uh, other people who are in the same um, position and you know as I am they're unemployed we're looking for work and I was I'm not the only one there's so many great talented people um, in today's economy in Alberta that are unemployed and and it was just really nice to connect with these people and to help each other out mm-hmm. and is there anything you'd say you've learned about yourself uh, during this experience I think one of the things I've learned is I have a lot more value than I think I you know what at first I had thought I did you know it's a uh, working through through that process of, of the, the higher landings process of, mm-hmm. of developing my brand, of looking at what I bring to the table or bring to a potential employer. And it's really a lot of um, you know, looking at oneself and, and really doing that self-reflection and that work and understanding what it is that I like, what I don't like about a, you know, mm-hmm. a, a potentially a, a career and what's out there on the market for me and and through the self-reflection if there's you could pinpoint maybe one thing that you think you're really good at what would you say that is I would say that you know through the self-reflection um, I would I would look at my um, you know as an application analyst I'm looking at uh, my ability to to you know look at um, 
the big picture. You know, I'm a systematic thinker. It, it uh, you know, I, I'm able to translate these complex systems uh, and processes, working with stakeholders, um, you know, and the technical de- developers. Um, you know, and one of the other things I, I realized too is that I'm really passionate about uh, building relationships and, and helping people, you know, by being a mentor and providing my business in, insight and, and helping people to uh, look at solutions, you know, and I, and I look at, you know, by doing so, I also look at and evaluate cause and effect, um, you know, and, and the system in, integrations and looking at these complex ERP systems. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned being a mentor. Uh, let's talk about that for a minute. What, is, what does being a mentor mean to you? Well, being a mentor for me is is um, is is helping people is helping people to find solutions to to issues that they're having um, in, with their you know business process or with their ability to use um, a, an application or the system and and pro- providing you know my knowledge of how the system works you know I was in business. Um, finance for quite a few years before I transitioned into the uh, an analyst or application analyst role. So, you know, my business insight and my ability to look at the business and the processes, you know, understanding what it is that, um, you know, those stakeholders, in you know, are trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish and bringing that together and mentoring them th- through the process of, you know, where they want to go what the system is capable of doing, and then finding the solution with them to get to the point where, you know, where they're wanting to be. So it's the future state. Okay. And, and on that similar note, so say, for example, you could go back in time, give yourself some, some advice, uh, as you're just starting your career, what advice would you maybe give yourself? I think for me, you know, some of the part, you know, that I think I struggled with sometimes is finding my place, is understanding the value in the work that I was doing. Um, and and I found when I was able to wrap that around in, in, you know, when I talk about big picture thinking, it helped me to understand the value that of the work that I did, my, the place in the organization, you know, and how that affected what and the goals of what that organization was, was trying to make that link. Here's, you know, here's the big picture. Here's the organization. What goals do they have? How does, what I, how is the task or the job that I'm doing link into that? And once I was able to make that link, then it really helped me um, to understand and to, to do that work in, in a way that, you know, assisted the organization. And, you know, when you talk about what I would, you know, advice, it would be maybe helping me understand that's what I need, mm-hmm. you know, is that I, I needed to have that link. And um, what kind of advice do you think you'd give to anybody who's maybe out of work right now? I think it's a, the whole self-reflection piece. It's looking at, you know, what, you know, back in your Look back on the on the career you've had. Look at all the different positions you've maybe had, or different things within that position, or the tasks, or what it is, and what did you really enjoy, and what did you not really like. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's looking at you know trying to align where you're go- where you want to go and what uh, market you want to target. To align those with the the what you enjoy doing, you know, and what you feel you can bring value and what's unique about you. 
know, why is it that, you know, the certain um, task or part of that job or position, what is it that you really liked about it? And what is it that you bring that's different or unique and adds value to an employer? And, and see, so you had an opportunity to do it over again. Um, what type of career would you choose? Would it be the same? Would it be something different? Call it a mulligan on life, maybe. A mulligan <laughs> on life. <laughs> I, th- I think for me, I, I, um, I don't think I would do it anything different. Uh, I really find that, you know, I learned so much and I, and I was allowed to, you know, to grow and to, uh, you know, contribute, um, in the organization that I was in. And I, you know, I really enjoyed all of the positions that I was in and I, you know, and I, and I've taken everything that I've learned and now, you know, I'm able to provide a lot more value in, in where I'm aligning myself with in, in within the more technical um, position as an application analyst. I think my finance background and the years that I've spent, um, in the, in those roles has, have really helped me, um, understand, um, not just, I don't just have a technical background. I have that finance background. Mm-hmm. And, and do you think that's helped you through your I career think as well? It's, I think so. I think it's something that's unique about mm-hmm. what my abilities are. You know, there's not a lot, I know a lot of people that come in as an application analyst, you know, they're coming in more uh, on that technical side and they may be lacking on the business understanding. And I'm coming in saying I have the business understanding, but I also have the technical ability and I can, and I can uh, combine those two. Now there's obviously been a lot of change in business over the years and whatnot. And you talk a little bit about kind of your, your business acumen and whatnot. So if you could change anything in the business world, what do you think that might be? Uh, coming from my perspective, I think one of the things that I would look at is looking at business processes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of times organizations don't, maybe don't uh, look at how they're doing their business, what the processes are, and how it matches into their um, into their application that they're using. And and for me, I found that that's a that's a huge pain point um, for those workers that are you know using that system mm-hmm. is trying to figure out how you know they're going to do their their business, how that process is, how the flow is, and then how it's going to um, work in that uh, in the application that are, that is being used. And I yeah. For me, that's a piece of um, advice I would give to an organization is, is, you know, look at those business processes. So would you say it's maybe like a misalignment that they don't seem to really? I would say it's a, it's maybe not something that they think is uh, adds value, mm-hmm. you know, so, so sometimes it's not looked at as being, oh, that, you know, we're going to use this application, but business as usual don't worry about changing anything and how about how you're doing it and it's maybe just that um not seeing that there is value to um to looking at a business process um as well as you know coming in with or or utilizing an application or an erp system Mm -hmm. and from your perspective why do you think that is I don't think that people understand uh, the value of it and that, that it is something that is aligns with how, you know, how an application works, how it, how it flows, um, 
you know, how the information is entered. You know, it, it, it all um, depends on that business process. And if you've used one system or application and this is how it worked, this is how you did your, your job, that's, may not, that's not going to be the same with a different system. You do have to look at that process or that business process and, and realign it to match how that system is working. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it sounds like you have a, a pretty good grasp on these things. So uh, what would you say is maybe something you're curious about right now? For me, I'm a little, you know, because I, I, I need to, I have this desire and need to understand how, how something works, um, you know, and how all the little pieces of an application or a system or these complex ERP systems work, you know, how they, how they flow and how they, you know, how things are um, can be changed, you know, whether it's customizations or, or configurations. And for me, I'm, I'm really curious about how you do all this. And I think, you know, that's why I'm, you know, looking at taking a, a more technical course right now just to provide um, a little more clarity for me because I, I really want to know. And a <clears throat> little bit of a curveball here for you, but uh, who's the first person that comes to mind when you hear the word successful? Oh, geez, that's funny. That's a, a really good question. Successful. Mm-hmm. It could be anybody. It doesn't have to be. It could be somebody you know. It could be maybe a celebrity or somebody like that. Somebody maybe that you've looked up to. Maybe uh, somebody that inspires you. Well, someone that I look up to or, or you know, would be, uh, you know, my, my father. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was a farmer all his life. He, you know, it's, uh, he worked hard. He taught me the value of hard work. He was kind. He treated everyone, you know, respectfully and with kindness. And to me that, you know, that's really taught me that, you know, uh, it, everyone is to be treated as if they're people, they're a person and, and always with respect and kindness. You know, yeah, definitely, you know, when I look at, at uh, look back on, you know, how my dad was, you know, I would say he's definitely a role model for okay. me. And, and interesting, you say you know you know a farm. I I actually have uh, my 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 family comes from a farming background as well, so I totally understand that. Um, tell me a little bit more about the the farm. Like you know what uh, would you love about it? Well, I'd say growing up as a kid, that was you know for me it was like a giant playground. You know mm-hmm. my uh, you know my siblings and I. You know every we were outside constantly in the summer. It was, there was nothing safe. We were, we climbed on everything. We jumped off of anything that we could climb up on. We, you know, we, I remember in the spring, uh, one of our big things was as soon as we could get out, we would be, you know, searching for where all the kittens were and trying to find them. And, you know, I remember my little sister and I, we'd, we'd be, cause we were the smallest. We had to go under the granary mm-hmm. to find the, the pile of kittens we'd load up our arms and take all those scratches and and then you know my older uh, my brother and my sister they would pull us out from under the granary and and we would just play with those kittens until they grew to love us (laughs) built up quite a bit of resiliency then uh would you say that that is that has helped you get through your your unemployment journey i think so you know when i'm looking at it i'm going you know i think i remain positively positively optimistic Mm-hmm. And I think that's a trait that I've gotten from my dad as well, is he was always so positive, you know, that never, nothing ever got him down. He was always happy and optimistic, you know? So, and I, I feel, yeah, I, sometimes I feel like really, I feel like I'm, you know, down, but 
right away a thought in my head comes up and it, you know, and I'm just like, oh, you know, move on to the next and we'll be all right. Things will work out. And would you say that's maybe a good piece of advice for anybody who's kind of in the same position right now? I think so. You need to, you know, when you face those setbacks or you go into that job interview and, and you feel that, you know, you've, you know, this would be a good fit. And then you get that call or email saying, you know, sorry, no, you know, we've chosen someone else. It's really disheartening, you know, and I, you have to be able to, you know, try not to take it personally, brush yourself up, up, off, pick yourself up off the ground and, and go back at it and try again, learn from it, you know, listen to what they say in their feedback, you know, review how that uh, interview went, you know, what do you think you could have improved on? And it's like, and it's, again, it's being able to, um, at higher landing, they talk about um, the IP mm-hmm. and IP stands for important and pain points. And you need to be able to, as soon as you get in there is find out from that, um, person that's interviewing with a company what's important to them and what are their pain points and then align your value with how you can help them solve that you know it's definitely something I've learned and I look at it when I have failed at an interview and I haven't gotten that job I'm going okay did I do the IP did I find what's Mm -hmm. important what's that pain point and did I do that or did I miss that and if I did, did I do a good enough job of aligning my value and how I can help them solve that issue or that, you know, what's important, what's what's the problem? Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think are some of the common misconceptions with, with being laid off or out of work or unemployed, if you will? I think it's uh, maybe that the, the people aren't good at their jobs or, mm-hmm. you know, or these were the people that, you know, the bottom of the barrel, you know, you get rid of those people. And, and I'm finding that that's not the case at all. Like, you know, it's, it's really good, smart, talented people who are, who are without jobs, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, through no fault of their own, it's nothing to do with their, their work or their abilities. It's, you know, they, I think companies, when they start looking at having to cut back, it's, you know, there's many reasons why, and it has nothing to do with that person and their ability to do the job. And what do you think would, would help make you successful right now? I mean, obviously getting a job is one, but... Well, yeah, uh, I was going to say, yeah, no, yeah. No, finding a job would be great. Yeah. Um, I think it's aligning that job with, uh, you know, or whatever position I get or what company or the culture of the company. It's aligning it with my values. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, not just the value and what I can bring, but it's also other you know those intricate values of what's important to me why you know people should be you know how how a company treats their employees you know what do they find is important and in aligning it with my personal values and and mm-hmm. that work-life balance or you know and it's that's I think is what what would do it for me <laughs> and you bring up an important point there let's I want to talk about that a little bit the work-life balance thing you know we, we hear a lot about that nowadays what is what does work-life balance mean to you well, I think for me, it, it means, you know, I, I, I come in, I do my job, um, you know, we, I work hard, but it means to me, it means that I'm not going to be uh, sitting in an office or there for an office for 14 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's, the, you know, that's, um, I, I have done that in the past 
and you, you don't have a personal life you can't and it and I do have a life outside of work I have a family that I you know and I have um, interests outside of work that I you know what I want to be able to pursue and spend time on and so to me that's work-life balance it's like I'm going to give my all, my 110%, they, so they mm-hmm. say, at work. Yeah. But then I want to be able to come home and still have something left of me that I can, you know, spend and have the energy to do the things that I want to do outside of out of work. Okay. And why do you think that's important? Like, is there, do you think, yeah, why, why is that important? Because that job can be gone, so I have mm-hmm. found. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and then you're left going, well, I have put... Um, you know, majority of my time and my life into this job for this organization. And now that's taken away. Now what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And I find that if you have those outside interests, you know, it, that, that when you're, when that job is like taken away, you have something to fall back on Mm -hmm. so that you're not just left floundering going, I have no idea what to do. Yeah. It's the only thing I know. And then, um, do, you know, also going on the note of, of work and, and talking a little about performance, do you find that maybe it, it helps you perform better at work and put in that 110, 120%, you know, being able to balance your life? Or how did you find yourself when you were working the long days? Well, working those long days, it's, you know, it, it's it's exhausting on you. You know, it's physically and mentally Um mm-hmm. You know it, and uh, you know it affects your health. I found, and 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 uh, when you have a family, you know it's affecting your children. You're not there. Mm-hmm. You know it's uh, someone else has to pick up the slack because you're working all the time. And and I, you know, and I find that you know having that work life balance where I'm home, you know, to to uh, help the kids with homework or you know or put them to bed. You know, make it. It makes a huge difference. It's mm-hmm. like I, I feel like when at the times when I was having to put in those hours, I missed so much of my children's lives. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you know, once you get a little bit more, you get that work life balance. All of a sudden, something changes in there, and you're not having to do that many hours. All of a sudden, yeah, you're having to learn and reconnect with mm-hmm. people in your life. You know. And then, what do you? What does work life balance mean to you? Like, if going forward, sort of for the future. Uh, maybe some advice we could give some employers in terms of, of does it mean shortened hours or what exactly would you I think position it's, as? I think it's flexibility uh, in, in in where and how you work. Okay. It is, you know, maybe it's looking at, uh, you know, a, a different start time and a different end time. Maybe it's the ability to, to do some work from home. You know what? Sometimes it's that commute, trying to get into your job, mm-hmm. into work that, you know, and you're you know, and and the ability to say, you know, I need to work from home today, you know, or, you know, I think that to me is, is a work-life balance. It's if I have to take time off to do something, you know, whether it's an appointment or, you know, some with my children or I'm going to go to the school play today, you know, it's, you know, yeah. it's that ability to be able to take that time to, to do that. And it's like knowing that when I am at work, it's, you know, I am giving it my all and then to allow the flex- flexibility for an employee to be able to say, well, my child has, has this going on this afternoon. I want to, I want to attend. And um, do you think that, you know, the work day needs to be specifically, say eight hours a day, maybe 40 hours a week, or when you talk flexibility, what do you, 
what do you think in terms of the time or does that does that really does that really matter is it relevant anymore I don't find that, you know, in, in my experience that it's, you know, necessarily doesn't have to be that 40 hour work week. I find that, um, you know, maybe, uh, sometimes it, you know, I know some employers out there do the, you know, maybe you put in that extra half hour or so every day so you can take every second Friday off. I find that, you know, that's a nice perk. And, um, so, uh, yeah, to me, it's, you know, what I'm not all that concerned Mm-hmm. about okay. the work hours and if you could maybe have one superpower what what would that be one superpower mm-hmm. i think for me because i like to see the big picture and i'm a you know systems thinker i just want to be able to have that ability to i can see every how everything lines up is that a superpower it would be like in my head yeah. i'd look at something and it'd be go oh i see the path or i see yeah. how this works it would just be instant in my brain you know? okay yeah to me i'd be like yeah that'd be great <laughs> And uh, just as we wrap up here, one last question for you. What is something that inspires you in life? And it can be anything. It could be a person. Maybe there's a book that you've read at some point in your life. Something that's really, you know, stuck with you. Hmm, good question. I think uh, what inspires me to, anyway throughout my whole life and, and definitely you know, is, is my children, is my family. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm inspired to to be a, to be a mentor for them and to show them, you know, um, what it, what it means to be, you know, strong and independent to stand on their own two feet. I have three, three daughters. It's very important for me that they look, I want to hopefully, you know, be a role model for them and be a mentor and, you know, to be a a strong, independent woman and, you know, make a contribution. And to the world, to the, to, you know, to your city, to your, to, you know, to your, uh, yeah, to your employer. Awesome. Well, Elaine, thank you so much for joining me today. And and thanks for everybody who is listening to episode one. Uh, Please join us again. We will, uh, we're going to kick off another, another episode uh, next month. Uh, Again, talking about unemployment and getting, getting people's perspective. Thanks everybody. Thank you. 